P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we are back. How have you been, Shelby? How's life? Oh, it's good. It's good. I uh, I got a new job, which is exciting. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've been... I've been praying for this day, so I'm excited. And um, I've also, I've been so like stressed about it. I feel like I've been clocked out of like the movie world. So I haven't like seen a lot or been to the movies a lot. And so I'm excited to kind of get back to it. I had a... I had a dream about Crawl, the movie, so pretty excited oh. about that. <laughs> yes. I keep seeing that on the list of things coming out soon, and I'm like, ugh, I really don't want to see that. Shelby is definitely going to see it, I'm so maybe I can just sort of like it. rely on her take <laughs> yeah, on the Alligator you know. Under the House movie. <laughs> I'll let you know if it's as good or better than The Meg or something. I think this year just talking in general has been a weaker year at least in the first half for movies well it's crazy that it's like almost the fourth of july and i feel like there isn't like a big aside from spider-man it doesn't feel like a big summer weekend of movies so i don't know yeah it's crazy and i've i've been reading you know like the half year like best movies of this half Mm -hmm. the year articles that are going around online and Mm -hmm. A lot of them sort of say, you know, th- this is like a little bit of slim pickings. So <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. You haven't been missing much. Yeah. Good time well, to get a job. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to do our half year in review and we'll see how far yes. Serenity has fallen down your list or if it's still top 10 for you. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Sitting pretty coming at number later. two, yeah. baby. Oh. <laughs> 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 But speaking of a movie that did come out, um, we have a review that I think is the longest review we've ever gotten. (laughs) And it's great. It's full of a lot of awesome stuff. And it's mainly addressing your take last week that Adam Sandler's murder mystery movie was not (laughs) great. So there's a lot of stuff about that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is from Sam Van Lyck. And it says, coming from a Sandler stan. (laughs) I am an Adam Sandler fan who, after seeing the trailer for Murder Mystery a few months ago, actively looked forward to it, (laughs) thought about it a few times a week in tasty anticipation, watched it the day it aired on Netflix, (laughs) and genuinely enjoyed it. So I guess you should keep that in mind when it comes to my taste. Uh, Yeah, That's wild to me, just to begin with. It's a lot to unpack. I mean... Trying not to judge. Thanks for the listens. But also, I've never met an Adam Sandler stan in my life. So it's it's good, I guess, to know that there's someone out there appreciating his body of work. It's just not me. <laughs> yeah. And if I had to predict who an Adam Sandler fan might be, I would say like maybe like a 50-year-old dad. But uh, <laughs> no. To continue with the review... Anyway, I met Matt in college. We were two of the creators of The Prussian Asparagus, a wonderful, if fictional, literary magazine created for a class. Only one issue ever created, but good stuff, I'm sure. I'll have to revisit it. And started listening to the podcast a few months ago after he shared it on Instagram. So, you know, just like you should be following us. Yes. Prior to listening to P.S. You're Wrong, I had never been able to stay on track with a podcast, but there's just something perfect about Shelby and Matt that makes me come back (laughs) for every episode. A few pros of the podcast. One, 
I wouldn't say I'm a huge pop culture follower. And now, like, I don't have to be because Shelby (laughs) and Matt tell me everything I need to know. And I don't have to do any of the work. Now, instead of browsing Twitter in search of tea, I get a condensed version of it every week in the pop culture roundups. That's what we're bringing for you guys. That's exactly what we were aiming for. Two, it saves me money. I don't have to go to the movies anymore. (laughs) Whether they're reviewing a movie I want to see or not, I can listen to the podcast, feel satisfied, and then wait for it to come out on Netflix or not. Um... (laughs) I'm not necessarily sure that was her goal, but I know, you know, but at least we're educating the masses, I guess. Right. And now you can go to parties and pretend that you've seen these exactly. movies that you haven't. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. another key. Yeah. Number three, it's educational. Did I know anything <laughs> about Ariana Grande's tattoos before listening? Nope. <laughs> and now I do. And it's great. So thank you, Shelby, for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Four, there are always exciting surprises. After listening for a few weeks, I thought I knew what to expect. But sometimes Shelby and Matt flip the world on its head. <laughs> like when Shelby didn't like the new Taylor Swift song and Matt did like Endgame. Not going to lie, as someone who doesn't like Marvel movies, I was looking forward to listening to Matt bash that one. <laughs> but that's okay. Look, I was also looking forward to that yeah, and it just didn't I think, happen. I know. What a, what a time to be alive. But I know. The only con I can think of is that they bashed Adam Sandler, but not everyone can appreciate the finest of wines. I really just, I just need like a follow up of like, why Adam Sandler? Like what, like what good movies has he done off the top of your head? Can you think of any? Like, I mean, I mean, I feel like people would say like Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, um, that's true. My husband would say that. I've never what's seen the it. one. What's the one with the Sprouse twins in it? Like Big Daddy. Um, <laughs> okay, you're right. Some uh, of the earlier stuff, I guess. Jack Let's and Jill. Newer, that's a great you know, one. Jack and Jill. That's your go-to. Yeah, that's, that's a, the only yeah, recent one I've seen, yeah. and that's probably like ten years old. Well, I'm sorry um, for the Adam Sandler hate on this podcast we'll try and rein it in next year when he He doesn't come up (laughs) yeah that often yeah (laughs) she says also they never talk about nostalgic cartoons now i know that you're not up and coming i know they're not up and coming pop culture but future episode you're welcome (laughs) for the idea you could do a whole episode about avatar the last airbender just (laughs) saying have you watched avatar the last airbender i have never no, I was going to say, I mean, for listening to what, 46 hours of us talking about things, I feel like it's pretty obvious that neither of us is really watching anime. But I mean, <laughs> is is that anime? I don't, I guess I don't know the technical parameters. I, <laughs> I will say this. I know a lot about the TV show Recess and Hey Arnold. So if we need episodes on yeah. those, I'm all in. Yeah, I remember The Proud Family and um, Fairly Odd Parents and Cat and Dog. So, Also, this isn't a cartoon, but I could do a lot with Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, <laughs> That's a that Raven, is not, Hannah Montana, iCarly, yeah. all of that. Got it Maybe covered. we'll have to do it. When Disney Plus releases, we can do like a roundup of our, of our favorite Disney oh, Channel original. Yes. That's That'll good. be something to look forward to. <laughs> And then she says at the end, P.S., you're the only podcast I listen to, and I literally just downloaded the iTunes app and created an Apple ID so I could finally leave a review. That is the dedication we are looking for, people. Yes. What's your excuse? You know, 
you've been listening, if this is your first time listening, like look at look at the power you have to make our day, to to color yeah. our podcast a little brighter. If you have things that you feel like you need to get <laughs> off your chest, this is the time and place to do it. Leave us a review, tell us your thoughts, and we will read them and address <laughs> them live on the yeah. podcast. Yes, thank you. It's good times, good times. I'm glad we had that had that review to unpack. It's a lot to think about, but mm-hmm. grateful for the enthusiasm. Yes. Uh, so shall we get into the news then, I guess? Tell yes! me something I don't know. Oh, man, this is, uh, it was a quiet week, but there was one big thing. And um, I have to bring it up. I am always looking for the latest Kardashian news. And this week did not fail to deliver because it's the season finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which means they're getting into all the Tristan and Jordan drama, which we mm-hmm. went over when it, it happened yes. in real time. So mm-hmm. now you're getting the sort of the behind the scenes yeah, of how Chloe reacted to it. But that wasn't even the big news because Kim Kardashian, who's trying to beat out Kylie as like a billionaire or something, released a new line of products. And this is shapewear. And it's called <laughs> Kimono. Can we... Which can we just quick uh, define what shapewear is for those of us who, you know, maybe don't really know what that <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, it's it's like it's um it's spandex, you know. It's it's meant to help oh. shape like uh it's um it's just so like, like undergarment. Clothes? No, no, no. It's like what no. you wear under dresses or clothes to just like, you know, squeeze everything in, give you a better shape. Um it's most popular brand i'm now totally spacing on uh <laughs> let me look this up because i don't annoy like me. T- like so they're like Shapewear. basically tight underwear does it <laughs> yeah. work for do, do you use it on do you use it for boobs too or just like spanks spanks you've heard of spanks oh Everyone's yes heard i've heard of spanks yes so it's just yes. spanks it's just it's just yeah you it's some of it's like butt lifting some of it's mostly stomach or it pushes up your your <laughs> extra fat to make your boobs look bigger so okay. it's just shapewear you know and she's gotcha. deciding to get into that she released her own line and it's called kimono which people had issues with because yeah. it's a word that exists that m- is a meaning is meaningful to the japanese culture and it has nothing to do with Japanese kimonos. It just happens to have Kim's name in it. And she thought that was right. cute. So people got pretty annoyed and were like, this is kind of tone deaf and really weird. But then the news broke that she tried to trademark the word kimono and everyone kind of lost their minds because, you know, it doesn't mean that no one could ever sell a real kimono and have to like pay for trademark rights or whatever it just means that she's trying to give it uh brand recognition so the kimono as of her shapewear would be recognized as a trademark Mm. because she wants to have kimono luggage kimono intimates kimono fragrance like she's trademarked all these separate brands so she's really using this as an umbrella um enterprise and people are just kind of like iffy about it and it just feels weird and it just it doesn't seem like an appropriate (laughs) name and it's literally you know she's appropriating it from another culture and so the news got bad enough that she like made a statement about it to the new york times where she was like 
oh, well, I named it kimono as a nod to the beauty and detail that goes into a garment. But it's not like it'll ever resemble the traditional item of kimono clothing. (laughs) So she's not really acknowledging the problem people have with it because she's just like, well, I didn't mean it to be offensive. And I'm just, it's just sort of unfortunate that she continues to put her foot in her mouth like this and do weird things that just, she tries to be woke, you know, all the time and like, you know, is like a champion for, I don't know, all sorts of reform and and claims Mm -hmm. to be like a feminist and all this stuff. But when she push comes to shove, she'll do what she wants and like thinks everyone who, who attacks her for it is just a quote unquote hater and like she can't be bothered with that negative energy. And so, so she's not changing it. <laughs> she's not changing it. But what's interesting is this article I read was talking to trademark lawyers or whatever. And mm-hmm. they think that she actually planned on this sort of outrage because the only way she can get a trademark for a word like that, that's already generally accepted as like another thing is if it is a recognizable brand that people would see as distinctive. And so by Mm. creating this flurry of excitement right at the start, it gives her application for this trademark more, (sighs) more like oomph to it. So she can actually like prove that people would know it as hers. Mastermind Kim strikes again. This is good to know because I've been wanting to launch a brand called Matsubishi for a long time. And this <laughs> just feels like the moment to do it. And now I know how to rile up everybody and get that copyright. Exactly. You heard it here first. Just start that mm-hmm. fervor. Yeah, it's a so. fragrance line. So be excited <laughs> for that. Does it smell like Slurpees or or chicken yeah, fingers? It smells like, yeah, it's a mix of <laughs> Slurpee, buttered popcorn, chicken fingers, and crayons. Yeah, so perfect to go from day to night. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very sultry. It's, uh, it's what's it? An aphrodisiac? Is that, oh, yeah. is that what yeah. the word is called? Yes, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. An- another weird piece of news that I saw this week, sort of, I guess, is talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Endgame, you know, has made all of this money. It's very close to breaking the record for most money mm-hmm. made by a movie in its like initial run. It's behind Avatar. And so yeah. in attempts to beat Avatar, they have like re-released Endgame in theaters. Well, not really re-released it because it hasn't gone away, but they've mm-hmm. added like right. a post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Hoping to entice people uh, to go back and watch it. Yeah. I think it's going to work money-wise. Mm. Like, do you do you have any desire to go back and see <laughs> this? Like, how do you feel about this blatant money grab? I I have a lot of issues with Disney as a company, and I feel like things like this is why it does just feel like so thirsty and, and they know they'll get away with it. And it's just like, it's just gross. And like, obviously, we're feeding it, but it's just annoying that they can do it. That being said, I have meant to go back and watch it for a second time in theaters. And I just haven't because like, busy, whatever life forgot. And so it's nice that it'll be an extended theatrical run, but it's also annoying that they didn't at least try and make it like worth the ticket money, you know, because I thought originally, oh, it will have like 
deleted scenes, but it's just this post-credit like Hulk scene, I think. And then like a, an intro from the director. So it's like, come on, like make it worth our time. Like give people who are excited to go like the difference of seeing Lord of the Rings theatrical versus Lord of the Rings extended. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. really not. So, ugh. I mean, though, if it was extended, it'd be like four hours long. And I, I mean, I don't know. That seems like <laughs> but a the lot stands would go and love to see that and see it multiple times because there's new content. Whereas this is already mm. harvesting the people who have probably already seen it multiple times who are just going mm-hmm. because they love Marvel. But if mm-hmm. it was real new footage and even additional footage, it would kind of, I think, elevate the experience for people to see it multiple times. They could have added a second pandering girl power moment <laughs> exactly. to the fight scene. Yeah, that would get the masses out for sure. They could have mm-hmm. a women's cut and a man's cut. So uh, it would be yes. like women will get to see more women, but the men can have that scene cut out entirely and thus not yeah. be not ruin the episode, mm-hmm. the movie. Right. That's <laughs> a good call. I think they should do that with more movies. Men's cut <laughs> yeah. and women's cut. Nothing mm-hmm. could go wrong with that. It's a it's yeah. a foolproof plan. I could have really done with a men's cut of Black Swan. I feel like that would have just been such a, <laughs> such a lots great... Lots of lesbian mm. scenes, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no extended... talking. Yeah. Just the scenes with guys and the lesbian sex scene. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Um, in other movie news, uh, hot off the press is the rumor that Melissa McCarthy is going to be cast yes. as Ursula. In the live mm-hmm. action movie Little Mermaid, which has been in yep. the talks for a while. I guess now it's like it's going to have new songs by Alan Minkin and our favorite Lynn Manuel Miranda. So, already not looking forward to the movie itself. But I have to say, when I first heard this news, I was sort of like, Melissa McCarthy. And I was like, is it weird that I've always, I always pictured Ursula as like a black woman? Like, is that, I don't even know who voiced her originally, but I was just really taken aback by hmm. Melissa being in the running. Did this you have a reaction? You know, I didn't have that reaction, but I'm also not necessarily like a Little Mermaid stan. I'm looking this right. up right now to see who played her in the original. Yeah. And do, I know do, she do, was do, like, do. her look, like the car- the original cartoons look was it inspired is by drag very queens. Look, very white looking yeah. <laughs> woman named Pat Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Like Disney has not done the best at casting in the past, but. My point is she was inspired by drag queens originally. And so there was a lot of sort of disinterest in Melissa McCarthy taking that role because they thought it could go to someone who, even if it wasn't originally a black character, obviously it's a freaking, it's a, I don't know, a magical squid, like squid octopus, octopus woman. So it could be anyone. And it just seems like lazy that they wouldn't give it to someone more interesting it's just such a colorful like big role that it would fit really well for a drag queen and Lizzo is like really upset that she wasn't considered for it because I guess it's been her dream role and also people are like oh well they can't give it to some unknown like singer like that'd be weird and everyone is like um dream girls like got an oscar for <laughs> what's her faces first stint oh, in a hudson? film jennifer hudson and so yeah, it's just sort of like oh like, uh, yeah she no, hadn't yeah, acted ahead. had she no 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 no. i was like well people knew her but people right, know right, lizzo right. more than they knew jennifer hudson yes yeah. okay so i don't know so were you excited about the potential of melissa mccarthy or 
I feel like I have adopted your stance of just being annoyed with anything related to these live action remakes by Disney. And so when I saw this news, I was like, why are we doing a a Little Mermaid remake? (laughs) It makes sense because if you think like, okay, Ursula, bigger, (laughs) Ursula, sort of funny. Like who do we have? Okay, Melissa McCarthy, like is, I feel like sort of maybe the obvious choice if those are your two requirements. Well, that's offensive, yeah. (laughs) But, Well, that's the thing is like, I wouldn't say Ursula is funny in the sense of like spy or how Melissa McCarthy usually is funny. It does seem more like melodramatic and sassy and... You know that movie, though, where she, Melissa McCarthy that I didn't see is like the angry, like, Girl Scout director lady or that SNL clip where she's like the mean basketball coach. I feel like she has that vibe where she's like... She can play into that. Yeah, where she can play like a bad yeah. person and still yeah. make it entertaining. So I it's not. I don't think it's like a bad casting decision. It's not right. like they cast uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in this and we're like, she'll gain five pounds and it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know all these green screen anyways, so. Right. I'm sort of more like, why do we have to have this? It's a good question. I'm just yeah. waiting for the James Corden is playing Sebastian, uh, <laughs> you know, announcement. And Lin-Manuel is, you know, like King Triton. They're, oh, wow. You know, yeah. they're going to be in all of this stuff. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah, it'll be. Uh... And people are like, it's still not sure thing that melissa mccarthy even got the role it hasn't even been like right confirmed little mermaid hasn't been cast i mean i think zendaya was in the run so who knows what direction they're going and it's also just weird to imagine a live action little mermaid talking to a crab and a seagull and kind of feeling emotionally attached to that experience so who knows maybe lion king will suck so bad that disney will just have to cut every single live action it has planned over the next decade i mean that's what we thought about aladdin <laughs> and that has done a lot better than i had expected I it to i know um but yeah you know series fatigue it could yeah. ha- it's happening and maybe it will continue to happen fingers crossed I know we don't normally talk about politics on the podcast. And I don't really want to get into anything like (laughs) political, but I, you know, these two Democratic debates happened Uh this week. And there were some big moments, especially with this woman, Marianne Williamson, who's like an author and said some very weird sort of like (laughs) zany, zany things. And she was like, I'm going to call the the president of New Zealand and be like, girlfriend, (laughs) our country's the best country to live in. Like just very strange things. And it got me thinking about this like presidential race as reality tv where at this point there's like 20 contestants they're all on tv like competing they're going to be eliminated one by one eventually there's going to be a winner i i feel like i was not excited at all about this whole election cycle and then i got in my mind like this is a new reality tv show this is like survivor (laughs) but politics and now i am much more invested in it solely oh, for good. that purpose. oh my gosh our, our democracy is working that's amazing yeah. so inspiring <laughs> yeah i i read some of her poll quotes and i think she was friends with like gwyneth paltrow and was associated with goop somehow which is sort Feels of the right. same like woo woo sort of i hadn't heard of like half the people who were running like who ended oh, up in these debates either. 
Mm -mm. like, when did they announce? Like, who are they? Why do they think they have a chance here? So it is a very interesting... It's an an interesting year to watch because there are so many people who think their sole goal, instead of really running the U.S., is more defeating Trump. So it does feel almost competitive in a way that it hasn't in the past. So I really had no desire to watch the debate and <laughs> and didn't, except for the <laughs> fact that I went to get pizza and there was and it was like showing in there and there was a bunch of people. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna like watch this while I eat my pizza. And I don't know what exactly the question was, but it was sort of the section that I was watching was them all kind of going around the horn and talking about like how diverse they all are and their weird backgrounds (laughs) and it was just so pandering to all for all of them to try to one-up each other with like as a first generation college attender (laughs) growing up on the farm we had very little when I grew up in the projects it's like okay guys like we get it you can calm down this isn't like that's not what we're excited about although it was a good in a reality tv show setting it is like that first episode of American yeah. Idol where you get the little packages of everybody exactly. and like oh that's the ex-waitress that's the one whose dad had leukemia this is the one who only has one leg you know it just like fits the it fits the bill so right more to come so I guess. yeah that's great yeah you'll have to keep us posted on all future episodes and see how it goes <laughs> yes this is a fun fact because it ties in a lot of things we've talked about in the past Alex Rodriguez who is a art connoisseur, as we found out. Oh, was yes. being mm-hmm. interviewed about, I don't know, whatever, and was asked about his Met Gala experience. And he was saying how he was sitting at the table with Donatella Versace and Idris Elba and Kylie Jenner. And he was like, in this interview, he's like, yeah, we had a great table, Kylie and Kendall. Kylie was talking about her lipstick and how rich she is. <laughs> and the internet, of course, took this little pull quote and ran with it and was like, Kylie Jenner brags about being a billionaire and whatever. It snowballed. So Kylie came out and tweeted and was like, no, all we talked about was Game of Thrones with like a side eye emoji or like a something threatening there. And suddenly Alex Rodriguez, who must have just been harassed by his team or Chris Jenner called and threatened some of his artwork or something, gets on Twitter and is like, OMG, that's right. Oh, it was me talking about you and your makeup line and how much my girls love you. And he just like, (laughs) hashtag respect, hashtag all love. And he just had to like, crawl back into this like hole because of the Kardashian like power you know it's like what was a fun little story imagining Kylie sitting there bragging about being a billionaire at this table of people who who are probably not as wealthy as she is I guess I don't know about Alex Rodriguez but we can look up there I doubt it <laughs> I, mean, look up there. <laughs> I don't think he's actively making right like a billionaire yeah. yeah so I mean, she just couldn't have any fun. And then, you know, I just want to know the backhand dealings that force people to like engage on Twitter like that. Like, you know, who's talking yes. to who and mm-hmm. who's threatening what? It's just, oh, that's Chris that's Jenner a reality show like, I want. I'm going to call Sotheby's and tell them that you can never <laughs> buy another painting if <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. rescind this on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Very intriguing. So just a little Met Gala catch up. I think that's about all of the drama that we could suck out of this fairly 
uneventful week. I also really like was racking my brain hard for a love it or hate it. <laughs> Me and too. I, feel like I haven't really seen anything that exciting that I love yeah. or hate. So I was just going to throw a quick shout out to the Booksmart soundtrack, which <laughs> is stellar and available in its entirety on Spotify. You should check oh, it out. Good. It has some really great songs, including the one from that pool scene, which is just, I've been listening to on repeat. Yes, because when it when I first saw it, I was like, this is such a fire soundtrack. And I went on Spotify and it was just like playlists people had made of songs like from and also inspired by viewing Booksmart. And it was very annoying because I just wanted to hear the songs again. So thank you for alerting to me to the fact that it's on Spotify now. So wow, really mm-hmm. valuable. Love it. Thank you. Um, I you too am scraping at the bottom of the barrel. It was a busy week. I just... I don't know. I feel like I've been catching up on Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale, all these things we've talked about. I haven't seen any new movies. We did that roundup where we talked about everything like a couple weeks ago. So frankly, all I've been doing this week has been playing catch up on Stranger Things. I've been rewatching it in preparation of next week. And I just have to give it a shout out because oh my gosh, like season two, like finale when they're at the snowball dance. Uh-huh. It really just like warms my heart. It is so good. And it just made me so excited to see these guys again. And like the Steve relationship with all the kids. And then yes, obviously we can feel however we feel about Eleven as an actress and all that. But when <sighs> Mike sees her at the snowball and then he's like, will you dance with me? It's just really sweet. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how this new season goes. I'm a little nervous that it won't be as good, but I felt the same thing about season two. And frankly, I love season two. So I don't know. I'm excited. I think, have you watched it recently or are you just gonna? I haven't. I haven't. I probably, I watched it when it came out and then I watched it again later that year with my family. So I've seen the second season. I've seen both seasons twice. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it. Yeah, That's kind of what I was talking about last week though. That the parts of Stranger Things that I love are those more like character moments. Yeah. And I like the sci-fi stuff as well, but I'm really excited for the character moments. I know. Something that I have found very enjoyable and fascinating is watching the kids on sort of like the press circuit this go around. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, obviously for the first season, it was like the four Stranger Things kids, all super sweet, all like not big names. Nobody had ever heard Mm -hmm. of them. Like so much fun to watch. And then the second go around, I feel like, there was a they sort of like added Will Byers to the mix and then also the redheaded girl. Max. And it was like, yeah. And it was like the five of them were, again, really sweet. And Eleven was sort of like, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, but like, this go around, I think they're all a little bit like we're cool now. Eleven <laughs> is like, a, that's a whole like following her is yeah. is like sickening. She's so obnoxious <laughs> for being like 15 years old. But then the rest of them are also like edging into that territory. And you're like, we know you're cool and we know you're on a cool television (laughs) show, but you don't need to be like, I'm on a cool (laughs) television show and I'm very mature in every interaction you have. Yeah. Well, because they just had their red carpet premiere. And um, first of all, it's weird to see them going through their like gangly phase and like growing up and like the 
one of them has like a mustache and Mike's face is like totally different. Like the baby fat's gone. It's just very alarming, but it's also kind of like, I don't know. I find it kind of endearing how like, it's like, we've all been there, you know, we're we're too big for our britches and it's just kind of, it's kind of cute still somehow. It's like, Oh, those little babies. I'll be excited for the TV show because on the show, you know, it's like they still all have like (laughs) cuts and whatever, you know, they're not making them look cool on that. So bring them down a peg. (laughs) Yeah, but it'll be good. I'm excited to do that episode, too. But this week we'll be um, looking at Yesterday, which is a movie that seems like no one can agree on of if it's good, if it's bad, if it's a waste of a premise or an interesting exploration. So I'm excited to kind of unpack that with you. (laughs) I saw it last night with a, with some friends and I will just say it is wild. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about it. There's so much going on in this movie. I think it will be a good episode. Oh, good. Well, until then you can find us on all our social medias at PS you're wrong. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook sometimes. And I, gmail at psyourwrong at gmail.com if you want to leave us an email or of course find us on itunes and leave us a review yes like that amazing one we read today yes um but otherwise we'll be back on thursday to talk about yesterday that's only (laughs) slightly confusing um so we'll see you guys then bye bye